Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two of the High Sensitivity Podcast Special. Many of you know us for our taste in video games. Now we're doing the other part of the show where we talk about the movie and TV shows of the year. Uh, if you don't know who we are, my name is Barry. I'm one of the co-hosts. I am also joined by my other illustrious co-hosts. Oh, you're so kind, Barry. My name is Craig. My name is also Craig. Uh, some have compared us to Roger and Ebert. That's how distinguished our views are on movies and TV shows. Yes, that's, I believe that. That's not true at all. <laughs> We're almost Scorsese-like, I think, in yes, a way. Yes, yes. Oh, James, yes. James Cameron-like, if you will. Yeah, but he's kind of full of himself. So. <laughs> he is. Yes. <laughs> I like to keep it simple and keep it on the uh, rating of either I liked it or I didn't like it, and that's about it. Yeah, did we okay. have fun? That's what yeah. that's what usually tends to matter the most. So, with that, I think we were going to start what with TV shows this time around. Let's do it. Yeah, All let's right. do it. Start TV with those shows. honorable mentions. Yeah. So before we get into honorable mentions and everything, uh, I did separate. Uh, we always have Barry's anime corner. That part yeah. will never go away. Uh, <laughs> this year's anime corner does not have any particular rankings. But if I can recommend people to watch something, these are all series that ha are either on a second season or have already finished up for the year. So as I'm recommending them, there is no ranking here. But just if you are looking for some anime to watch that you hadn't watched yet, try these guys. Uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Cyberpunk 2077, which we've talked about before, mm -hmm. Ranking of Kings, Spy X Family, Call of the Night, and Licorice Recoil. Uh, for the most part, there's a lot of stuff in here. Uh, Call of the Night and Kaguya-sama are like romance ones, funny comedies. Cyberpunk 2077, Ranking of Kings, uh, Spy X Family is more action-wise. Uh, Licorice, uh, Licorice Recoil is actually like a weird weird anime girl, uh, John Wick, with guns. Is it Licorice oh. or Licorice? Licorice. Licorice. Sorry, Licorice. Yeah, Licorice. Licorice. Okay. Licorice. 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 Interesting. Okay. But that's anime's Barry, uh, that's uh, Barry's Anime Corner. Anime <laughs> Barry's Corner. Anime Anime I, Corner. I think Barry. you should switch it up. I think you should switch it up. That's Anime Barry's Corner. <laughs> Barry's Anime Corner. The corner of Anime of Barry's. Yes, if you find <laughs> Barry Av in the corner of Anime Av, that's where we'll meet. That's where, and that's... he will suggest multiple anime <laughs> shows for you to watch. Yeah. Multiples. <laughs> I have some favorites from this season, but they're not done with their seasons yet, so I'm not going to recommend them. Okay. So. Fair enough. Ending is Paramount. So, TV shows. Honor, we'll go... Well, I guess we'll each kind of do what we did with our top tens. Mm -hmm. We'll go over the honorable mentions we have. And then we'll kind of each go over our top 10, 9, so yeah. on and so forth. Uh, my two honorable mentions are Moon Knight and House of Dragons. Oh, okay. House uh, of Dragons, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Why? Are you surprised that it's even on honorable mentions? Or that yes. are you surprised? No, that I'm okay? surprised it's even on there. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's a, it's a good start to what uh, like Game of Thrones was. And I feel like it, it's something to build on. I was pretty entertained each episode so that's okay. why i do make it in my honorable mentions uh moon knight i do feel is one of the best um tv shows they've done this year mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of fun uh I, and the who's the actor for oscar isaac yeah yep, oscar, oscar isaac, isaac. yeah uh, he's good he's plays really a phenomenal good. person with like double triple personalities yep. spoiler i guess but 
uh, <laughs> regardless, watch them and you'll be surprised. I think what the other ones make uh, it make in my list this year. Yeah. Go ahead, Craig. All right. Well, um, I didn't watch as much TV as I had hoped this year. If Barry does have his own anime corner, I could have like a Craig's crappy TV corner, which is some <laughs> of the things that I've been watching. It's uh, more of like a Netflix kind of thing with like shows like The Circle, Love is Blind. Those are all recommended for uh, people who are not necessarily needing anything story driven or or as famous gonna, actors. Don't tell me you're going to tell them to watch like that one weird and I see it all the time like Anchors Away show or something like that where oh, no, like, no. drama on a boat and they're helping these ridiculously rich people. Craig's reality corner is that what yeah, we need? Maybe, reality yeah, maybe yeah. Television there, corner. We could do. It. I mean, there is the, there is definitely a niche in somebody's day where they don't want to watch something that actually means something, like yeah. that will leave them feeling breathtaking. From so, those are some recommendations. I also had House of Dragons in my uh, honorable mentions. Um, it did enough for something Game of Thrones, but it didn't blow me away like any of the earlier seasons of game of thrones it was just kind of nice to see more game of thrones to be honest uh so i have that in my honorable mentions as well okay uh all right so my honorable mentions here for tv shows i have three of them because i had a hard time cutting it down i think when i started cutting down my list i had like 30 35 tv shows this year um wow so it was tough so uh my first honorable mention would be the rehearsal uh, I know I mm. talked about this a lot. Uh, such a weird TV show, but hilarious at the same time and just like super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, super recommend people check that one out. I think I've said that like a million times. Uh, my second one would be Obi-Wan. I really enjoyed mm. that TV show. I think they did a good job um, giving Ewan McGregor some more time um, and tying in, uh, I guess, spoilers, but bringing Hayden back as Darth yeah. Vader was very cool. And then my last honorable mention, which might surprise Barry here a little bit, is Blackbird. Oh, um, really? Wow. Okay. Wow. Didn't, right. didn't quite make the top 10. It would be a, at, say, at an 11. I was going to um, say, your top 10 must be much. <laughs> it's probably much higher Ooh. than mine, I guess. Ooh, boy, yeah, man. I mean, that, that I, hurts. We, oh, wow. that hurts. we all really like this show. What happens is when I go through this, though, this was the hardest one between games, movies, and TV. Like This was by far the hardest one to cut mm-hmm. it down to 10. And that was Got the it. one that I was like, I, I, it has to be an honorable mention, but I couldn't put it in the top 10. So those are my three. All right. All right. So then I will start with my number 10 and it is going to be HBO Max's winning time. Oh. Uh, I just mm. thought this was a, and I'm not going to say the whole title. I'm sorry. It's winning yeah. time. <laughs> Lakers crap, blah, blah, yep. blah. Stuff. But Stuff I thought it was a really fun uh, TV show. I really like the comedy aspect that it takes with like the Lakers, like dynasty winning season mm-hmm. and just getting a look into kind of like one of the greatest dynasties in sports in a really like non-fictional way. Cause I, I wasn't born during that time. So getting to getting to learn more about it and then like later researching it to find out that oh yeah he did like tear up his face in an accident with you know with a bike (laughs) on his bike and (laughs) all this other stuff with magic johnson that i had no idea you know even happened back then because i wasn't even you know i guess i couldn't even think or process a thought at the time so uh i definitely think it's both though like it is definitely of like the low tier it's not anything crazy like people are not going to like the film grain effect on literally every single portion of this movie. Like there is not a time where this movie looks 
or sorry, this TV show looks fantastic or anything like that because there's this film grain all over it. But you know, it's a it, it is a it is a good TV drama comedy show. So that's why I, that's why I have it at my number ten. That was a okay. that was a hard one for me, but I ended up cutting it altogether. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. It just didn't quite cut it the top twelve or so for me. Craig ours is going to be the cream of the crop here. I can already tell. It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be basically Emmy winners. No, like, I, just... I feel. I feel like I'm going to name some of these, and you're going to be like, "Really? What? That's better than Blackbird?" Or, or you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll get there. We'll see. Um, I guess if we're going in order, yeah. uh, My my number ten is Sandman. Nice. Specifically for the diner episode. So good. I think I think the diner episode was so well done that barring some of the other sleepy time moments, we no also <laughs> and the what's going on moments that it might have been the best one of the best episodes in television for the year mm-hmm. uh, between cinematography, story craft um, in terms of like how the episode plays out. And it really started to flesh out certain certain things in the series um i know when we talked about it a long time ago we were wondering how it just went back to the sleepy time type of moment right after but that was just such a powerful scene it it um it resonated with me enough to put the entire series um at the at the uh the 10 mark for me um I th- I enjoyed it. I actually recommend people just go and watch that scene. Don't even don't even worry about the rest of the story. Just go and watch that <laughs> that episode in particular. That's number ten for me. You know, it's funny is that also is not on my list, but um, was another close one because I really like that show. I think it has potential uh, season two to just be phenomenal. Yeah, but yeah, that diner episode was amazing. It was uh, all right. Uh, number ten for me is She Hulk. Um, okay okay all right i liked what they did with the show that last episode breaking the fourth wall was amazing you know dropping into the different disney plus shows was a cool idea talking to kevin the robot was cool (laughs) Um, i just like you know the idea of not not needing a overall bad guy in the tv show helps right because you have Mm -hmm. titania and and abomination but they're not really like they're there but they're not like the main point I just think it was, it was she. I wanted them to do She Hulk right, and I feel like they did. So that's my number ten. I yeah, agree. the reason that one ended up on the cutting room floor for me was because of her best episodes. I feel like are the ones with Daredevil in it, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, yeah. at, at what point for me is it more I'm liking it because of Daredevil and not because of her herself? That that one was number. That one was enough, like on. 13 yeah. for me and right below honorable mentions there so it's the same thing as like uh book of boba fett bringing yeah. mandalorian mm, yeah yep, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> all right so my number nine is andor uh overall i do think this is one of the better star wars quality shows but i i do want to get this like first like say this first for it like i understand that a lot of people will say like this is probably the best thing that star wars has really produced in a long time I just find it so incredibly slow. Yep. Um, You get these little payoffs throughout the series here, but it, 
for me, and I guess it's my own fault here, I'm one of those people that just like the lightsabers, the force, and everything like that. When you start making it a drama, does it really need to be in the Star Wars universe for for it, is my sure. thinking here. What makes Star Wars for me is the, you know, the force, the lightsabers, the Sith versus light side. And I get that there's all this different other stuff, but I think that's what, like, makes Mandalorian, I think, so much more interesting and fun is yep. because just that there's that little connection through Go mm. through Grogu that yep. makes it into this bigger portion where Andor tries to flesh out a character from Rogue One, which I like the character, uh, but it's just that the show is very, very slow. So I've had uh, a friend who, like, is obsessed with this show has told me so many times, like, man, once you get to, like, the later episodes, it's phenomenal. And I have tried countless <laughs> times to get through this show. And so far, I think I'm on episode four. Mm -hmm. I just get so bored. Yep. Mm -hmm. My God, is it boring? And I'm just like, all right, I know the payoff's coming, but, like, oh, my dear Where Lord. is it? Yeah. <laughs> rough. <laughs> uh, my number nine. This might come out of left field. I don't know if I've talked too much about it is uh, Pam and Tommy. Okay. The Hulu series specifically about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee um, and Sebastian Stan playing quite a good Tommy Lee. <laughs> um, to be honest, I, uh, I have it on the list specifically. It is a drama type of show, but for somebody who really didn't know a lot about her, I think that the show had enough realistic nature to it, in addition to was uh, acted incredibly well to bring a different idea of who Pamela Anderson actually is and how much of a victim that she was. Because that type of scandal has happened to other t other people, you know, Kim Kardashian um, and then other people as well. But usually we as the public label them a certain way without actually thinking about them as people and if they wanted that type of exposure out and it did a good job of showing what she was going through and how like tommy lee was reassuring her that everything's going to be okay and then it just got gradually worse and gradually worse and gradually worse and she was actually trying to be a legit actress like trying to land roles she was already in a moment where she was trying to establish herself as a woman in the industry who's not just pretty and i and how many how many women have had to do that in their in their professional careers even outside of acting so it was a very interesting take on her and him um seth rogan <laughs> offered some great comedic points as well in the show so I like until I actually sat down and looked at my list, I was like, wow, that actually kind of impacted me a little bit more. It's going to sneak in and it snuck into number nine for me. I haven't watched it yet. It was on my list of things to watch. Um, I think like, man, that when that tape came out, that like broke. Uh, I remember specifically like LimeWire and mm -hmm. every other one because everybody was trying to download it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Everybody yeah. was it, getting viruses. <laughs> yeah, it broke the internet before the internet was as established yep. as it is today. We use that term break the internet. That one like literally it like yeah. a, it also showed people how to use the internet. That was like it people did. like first time trying to trying to www <laughs> dot something, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. I just it was on my list and I totally forgot about it. And then I just never went mm -hmm. back. And I was gonna say it. I remember you mentioning it, Craig, or mm -hmm. that you would watch the first couple episodes. So uh, all right. Number nine for me is gonna be Reacher. 
on Amazon Prime. I absolutely oh. love that show to death. Yep. Um, it's doing Jack Reacher the correct way, not the Tom Cruise movie way. <laughs> um, not that those are terrible movies, but they were a little boring. But yeah, I it was such a good TV show. He was phenomenal in that role as like just the insanely massive dude who's also I mean, he was smart. He's smart. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for more seasons of that. But man, that show was like came out of nowhere for me. And it was like I was talking about that to everybody for for weeks after yep. I watched that phenomenal show. Perfect. All right. I so, like that. So let's see here. All right. Next up for me is Sandman. Uh, <laughs> just <Nice. laughs> uh, barely makes it for me. I I again enjoy what i like about sandman uh you know you guys kind of spoke spoke to it as well what you liked about it it's not much for me to say other than i i'm a i'm just excited for more seasons primarily it's like Mm -hmm. it it looks like it's going to continue to get better with more seasons which is what i want so it it just seemed like like speaking to it i i agree with you barry like i think what i think the sleepy time thing that i keep i don't know why i focus on the word sleepy time but i think it was we've used it before we've said yes yeah times before it's definitely just it was just one long pilot is what it felt like the pilot episode that annoys you with any starting show it just felt like one long pilot characters were really established but they try to get a lot of information out, create the world. So season two is, might might be a banger, you know? Yeah. We'll see. Now that they have everybody established and set up exactly. as to who they are, you can yeah. really get into it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so number eight. eight. Eight for me was Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I thought you were going to say Pinocchio. One. Darn it. I know. <laughs> I almost <laughs> accidentally did. My apologies. That is a movie. <laughs> I almost accidentally did. Um, yeah, Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, it, it's eight because it had its low points in certain episodes, but I'm a sucker for anthology or collections of those type of uh, of, of of that material. You guys know that I'm, I live in a scary household all year round, not just Halloween. So you may find some like other horror movies slash TV shows on my list, but. I thought that the collection of directors that he got together, I think there was just enough stardom in certain and and unknowns for certain people in each episode where people really acted their butt off. It was a good collection. Um, there were certain ones like the Rupert Grint one. I wasn't as big a fan of. I thought it could have been better, especially I was excited because he was in it. Um, they threw Eric Andre in one, which was a very interestingly shot it's like the la- the last of the uh, the episodes that are out, but it was interestingly shot, but didn't really land as well as some of the other ones. But then Craig and I have talked about the lotion episode, which surprised us <laughs> so just good. just just because of how how it and it was just a good it was a good episode. So it had enough bite to it that I thought it, it definitely wasn't one or two for me or even five, but it felt like it deserved number eight for me. I hope he does more. Yeah, it was good. I just for me, there was like three or four that I could do without. Mm-hmm. And then the rest were pretty good. Uh, number eight for me is going to be Moon Knight. Um, we already talked about Moon Knight, but just phenomenal job. Um, it's like in my household, at least my kid is obsessed with Moon Knight. So it's like all she ever talks about. Um, but yeah, just well done with that character. I'm hoping that they can bring him into the the cinematic universe going forward. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, just such a good 
like tight and concise story for a season. Loved it. Perfect. Yeah, Moon Knight will definitely get up there. Next for me is Archive 81, based on your guys' yes. recommendations. Uh, Archive 81 like is so out of my comfort zone uh, <laughs> that I, I enjoyed... Like, at least you guys kind of give me a warning. It's like, oh, it's not that bad. Because there are, like, a little, like, a little bit of jump scary parts in yep. the in it. But the fact that, like, that mo- that show came out so early this year. And I'm still yeah. like, oh, yeah, I, lo- I liked it. You know, I'm still, f- I-, I still remember a lot of, vividly, a lot of what that show did and how it made me feel. Because it's so out of my comfort zone. I feel like it's a lot like how Resident Evil uh, did for me last year where that game yeah. so out of my comfort zone archive 81 <laughs> is this year's yeah. uh resident evil for me but you know it's uh, i don't think it's anything too groundbreaking hence why it's not like number one or number two on my list but archive 81 is definitely a very fun mystery like thriller type of thing yeah. with a tiny horror aspect to it which is I'm really, just enough i'm really glad you put it on your list because i i cut it and it like it hurt me to cut yeah. that yeah. show because I liked it so much. Um, but yeah, great show. I um I knew this would happen at some point, but <laughs> that that's that's my seven. Nice. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Archive eighty one. Yeah. It's my seven. You said it enough. It's um it, it had a perfect blend of like everything that you would look for. Um, especially for Barry like you and myself who jump easily. It had it had enough of that, but like like not too much so that you can, can keep continuing. But told a great story Can't, anybody who's listening or watching definitely pick that up um we as a collective three watch so many different things and there are certain things that the three of us agree on and like that's that's definitely one of them um yeah. you know so <laughs> I can't yeah. believe you put it on your list. That's fantastic. <laughs> we've, we've, we've now done, this is the second. We're going to do this for two times now. So yeah. that's, that's um, fine. So my number seven is not Archive 81. I'm sorry that we couldn't get the trifecta here. It's uh, hard number, to do. Yeah, it is. My number seven is actually going to be Wednesday. Um, such a came out of nowhere. I expected absolutely nothing from. Um, I was like, oh, it's an Adams Family spinoff. Okay. But it was just like the story was great. It was a nice little who done it or who's doing it type of mystery. Um, Jenna, you know, she kills it as Wednesday. Uh, man, I don't, I didn't expect to like that as much as I did, but it was phenomenal. Just an absolutely yeah. phenomenal TV show. Yeah. And I feel like I'll get into Wednesday once I start it. I just haven't yet. So yeah, you, you'll definitely, you definitely like will. it. Yeah. All right. My number six, we're at six, right? Yep. Uh, number yeah. six is Rings of Power. Wow. Uh, All right. Okay. I, I, I did really enjoy Rings of Power. It is a very good Lord of the Rings TV show, and I love Lord of the Rings. It's just not higher on my list because of how slow it starts. But it does a really good job of... Like storytelling wise, I think it does a good job. I like all the cinematography this one does. The special effects don't look crummy at all. Like Amazon put money into this TV show and it shows. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it's only going to get better, according to them. Like we're going to continue to get movie quality, you know, war scenes and everything out of Lord of the Rings. There's just so much depth to it. And it's just nice to see that Lord of the Rings is becoming again, a bit more relevant just because that is a series that I do hold close to me. So I, I enjoy what that show offers. And I, I I had a lot of good time other than the first 
three episodes really, really, <laughs> really slow. I didn't get past the first one. Yeah. I, I, didn't just, even I couldn't it. do it. It was so boring. And I love yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Hey, Barry, question for you. Is yeah. there a battle scene that is as good, either cinematography or whatever, as um, like Helm's Deep? If I could just like name a battle yeah. like in the in the first three movies, like do you is there a Helm's Deep in this show? Because if, if there is, then I'm watching it after this. After no, this. not not Helm's <laughs> Deep. Like definitely the second to last episode is a lot of stuff going on, a lot of wars, a lot of war types. But again, this is kind of the stage setting. You know, we didn't get those fantastic like war like scenes in Game of Thrones until later seasons after yeah, you right. build up connections and everything like that and get invested into their characters. And I think that's what inevitably rings of power is going for. They give you a little taste of it, but if you know, they, at the, at the end of rings of power, Mordor is forming and starts to happen. So you're going to get, you know, trolls and everything like that versus, you know, humans, elves, trolls, and uh, dwarves. That's what I was looking for. Dwarves. So it's only going to continue to build. And I do think that this show will, you know, whenever season two comes out, will hopefully find itself higher on my list. All right. Uh, so six for me. I can't believe we're already at six. Um, <laughs> it's a combo. I guess you can group them together. Tell me if I can't. I'm putting The Boys season three slash The Boys Diabolical. Sure. Just just that, in general. I, I suppose we could allow it. <laughs> um, but like, what I think what's funny is my argument is more so going to focus on just Jensen Ackles and, and yeah. the boys season three. It's soldier boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's all it's soldier boy. It's soldier boy. Uh, it's soldier boy. And there, I mean, there's, there's great Homelander moments. Um, and then the orgy scene was just funny. And just yep. in general, just that whole episode was just a funny concept. They continue to surprise. They have the right jokes at the right parts. And, um, enough blood splatter that's their thing now if it's just it's just blood splatter and uh and i love it so i think the combination of how he was brought into the mix where his storyline went and how it inevitably affected all the characters um the fight and the struggle of the temporary human power moment and like just a standard being addicted to drugs, but like, you know, just like that, that mm -hmm. element in the season three as well, I thought was good. I'm trying like to omit names in case somebody actually wants to still watch it at this point. Um, but there is that in that season. Um, Diabolical brought a good animated version to the mix. Certain episodes were better than others. One that was a standout to me was one where it showed Homelander, like early Homelander arriving at a, uh, a hostage scene and things go kind of awry for him where he accidentally kills a hostage and then the hostage you mean like right. every scene that he's in <laughs> yeah yeah well like well, yeah what 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 struck what stuck with me is that in that particular diabolical episode he was actually sorry for once mm -hmm. and it showed what hate and intensity and anxieties um did to him so as a reaction of receiving negative feedback, whether it's messing up a hostage situation or just not getting enough likes on a social network, um, yep. he just reacts by getting violent, angry, childish and small, you know, with, for somebody which is who is the most powerful thing on the planet. Um, so I thought the combination of that and just 
the entire Soldier Boy arc brought season three up like up for me. So it, I I thought it deserved to be on my list at six. It's a good pick. I like the boys. Um, I always forget. Like that was a little bit earlier in the year ish. Yeah. So I always kind of forget about the early ones. So that that one may actually have ended up on my list if I would have remembered. But for whatever reason, I didn't have it written down. Uh, number six for me is going to be Peacemaker. Um, John Cena. Uh, I just absolutely love this show to death. I think it's hilarious. It proves that they can do DC stuff correct. Um, <laughs> I know we have a lot of, at least I personally have a lot of faith in, in James Gunn turning the DC universe around. But I think this is a good start. Um, I, I, I felt like I knew right away from the theme song, like the yeah. dancing theme song. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to love this show. Um, and it was, man, it was such a blast to watch. Um, I don't remember the, the actor who plays his dad, but he was phenomenal as like a white supremacist, just a complete unlikable <laughs> character. Um, but yeah, I, everybody in that show did such a great job. So yeah, Peacemaker is like memorable for me. I'll be watching that again for sure. And then for me at top four, which we've already five. kind of talked about, sorry, top, yeah, top five, my apologies. <laughs> uh, top five for me is Reacher. Reacher does come up at five there. All right. Uh, I I did love Reacher that much. Like, uh, and I guess it, it's more or less other stuff for me of like that, that actor came from Blue Mountain State and is <laughs> yeah. the most raunchiest, funniest <laughs> TV show that I still remember ever watching. Yeah. Show's great. And now he <laughs> that kills show it is in this. Great. He kills it as Reacher, and yep. it's it, it's just one of those TV shows that like I watched Jack Ryan hoping it was Reacher, but it's not. Yeah. And then Reacher is what I want out of it. You know, it's just something a lot more fast paced, um, and j- just overall, it's he's such an interesting character in the beginning because he's a nomad yep. and. It's just funny how a nomad finds his way into doing all of this stuff because of the connection of his brother's death. So right. mm. he, he just finds himself here and every and w- with all that comes with it, it just uh, a lot of fun, good action ensues. I don't really care for the um, the girl interest in this show, hence why it's not a little bit higher up. It maybe if they fleshed it out a bit more, it'd be different. But that's the only reason it's not higher for me is because it uh, like not that she's a bad actress or anything like that, but kind of the relationship between the two is like Mm -hmm. just really a fling. And then it's kind of washed over, which, you know, it might have felt a little bit more climactic had that relationship felt a bit more real or or that relationship felt a bit more, I guess, at stake or where there was something at stake. That's fair. Yeah. So uh, number five for me, uh, I looked at this and I was like, not sure if I'm crazy for putting it at five, but it's welcome to Wrexham. Okay. Um, Rob McElhaney, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, you pair them together. They're funny. They're funny separately. They've, they've been funny their whole entire professional careers and probably funny when they were even before they're prof- they were professional. But um, I enjoyed the purchase of the team the struggles that they showed i'll tell you gentlemen and listeners and viewers what i really enjoyed about it i enjoyed the wrexham focus Mm -hmm. they dove into the lives of the people of that town and this resurrection a hopeful resurrection which i would i would say resurrection of their soccer team 
how it, it did a good job for us over in the States to show how much a club affects the economy of a Soccer region. Soccer wins, baby. Yeah. Soccer wins. I mean, like we're so focused on so many different sports in the U.S. And then as soon as you leave the U.S., soccer is the dominant sport across the world and for a reason people have lived and died because of that sport you know and um it's really kind of interesting and i commend the two of them for while still throwing in their own comedic um portion of them trying to run this club from afar they really spent a lot of minutes focusing on the people on the actual team what do they do when they leave like who has a kid who doesn't have a kid who leaves the team who came on the team you know, they, they had to make cuts because eventually you have to win. Yep. And they didn't feel good about it, but they still had to. They brought on some stars to try to bring it up. And soccer is the kind of sport you can bring on one player and change everything. Um, a lot more so than a lot of other sports. Um, but I, uh, I was quite moved by certain episodes and then I was cracking up by other ones. So, you know, they had an episode where it was just them doing like a PSA almost like <laughs> just good. to wreck some. Yeah. And and uh, I think that it was a, a great combination of of different genres put into like into one. You know, I, I, I had a bunch of different emotions while I was watching it is what I mean. And uh, that's my number. That's my number five. Now you need to take the next step and watch Sunderland till I die. And then you can become a Sunderland fan just like me. <laughs> yeah. That show was was the turning point for me to enjoy soccer. It really was. Where I I watched those two seasons and I was like, I can totally get behind. This is a team I can get behind, even though I don't live there, um, mm -hmm. and I can fully support because I feel like after two seasons of watching this team, I am emotionally involved in the, what happens to this team. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the next step for you. <laughs> I'll definitely. I'll I love to that, see definitely. it. I love yeah, to see it. Yeah. I mean, I even like it's gotten so bad that like I'm buying FIFA now and I never bought FIFA just so I can play a Sunderland. I'm like, yeah, yep. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to get him to the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So my number five is the final. We finally got the culmination of all the seasons of Better Call Saul. Um, mm. uh, Breaking Bad is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, and Better Call Saul is almost as good as it it's really close um when when that show first started i watched like the first couple episodes and then i stopped because i was like i don't really care about a tv show about saul goodman um you know the, i don't care about the lawyer he's such a minor character in breaking bad but then this past year i went back and watched all the seasons and then the the final new one that came out this year and there's so many things that get tied into breaking bad um, you know, up until the point that you get to see Walter White and all of them in a couple episodes. And it's just done so well and makes you care about Saul Goodman as a character. Um, I know it's got a lot of praise from everybody, but man, is it such a just phenomenal TV series. Um, if you like Breaking Bad, for sure, it's one you have to watch. Yeah, I'm so intimidated by that series. Like, I feel like I would like it, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm so intimidated because it, it feels like, and as an anime fan, like people will get like One Piece sort of things. Like, there's so many episodes of Breaking Bad yeah. and Better Call Saul to have to watch that it's like, when do I ever have time to put like that amount of time sink into anything? Right. Considering that I also have 
a hundred hour JRPG time sinks. <laughs> yeah, I think like through. what works so well for me is I had like it was on my list of like I need to watch Better Call Saul. So what I did was I watched um, Breaking Bad again first. Yeah. And then I went and watched Better Call Saul. And then since it was so fresh in my mind, you see all the little Easter eggs that they put in like every single episode. And you're like, oh, I remember that person. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Thing. It makes it so much better. So you have to that's watch what, both, but it is intimidating. Yeah, that's what that's what I'll have to do. It is intimidating, but I need to go back and watch Breaking Breaking Bad is still one of my top five television shows of all time. Yep. And the fact that Better Call Saul was done so well and you're, you're not the only one who's mentioned it. Um, Craig, but like you just kind of like an icing on the cake by by you putting it there sure so i, I need to do a run of all of, of both of those <laughs> set definitely. aside like three months of your time right yeah <laughs> so number four now now we're yep. at the now, now we're, we're at, at the, four now we're at four the reason i had done that was because peacemaker was oh, number nice. four for me uh the links <laughs> it is and kind of Craig has said it as well, but I, I do personally believe like this TV show is the reason why DC is giving James Gunn the keys. <laughs> yeah. To the to it. <laughs> and the because, Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, and the Suicide yeah. Squad movie as well. Yes. Like they are they are such they're so much more out of the box than what we're getting out of Marvel right now. Yeah. That James Gunn's spin on everything is just like good comedic timing which is something marvel kind of isn't good at other than the guardians of the galaxy movies right. which yes. james gunn directs so <laughs> yes you get you get that punchline to it and it's just and i was just overall floored by the fact that like i could care about this peacemaker character <laughs> that <laughs> is funny and has a lot of fun in the suicide squad movie but you know in the end he is a dick yep and He's a villain. Yeah, he's he's a yeah. villain, and it, and it's fun to watch him just because he's this villain that, you know, overall is. You end up caring about him, which I guess mm -hmm. is which is kind of the whole next step for me as to why I like this show so much, is that John Cena plays it so spectacularly, and kind of the yeah. flips and twists of mm -hmm. that TV show aren't exactly something that I think you can call. And I thought like that final episode was such a fun and those cameos, like <laughs> the cameos for it, just make it even funnier knowing what like DC has now had to do <laughs> yeah. with, uh, uh, with like almost canning every single project. So yeah. that's why uh, th that's again, why it's just so much fun. Peacemaker, HBO Max definitely is putting their stuff toward DC and it's nice to it's just a lot of fun and I enjoy it. It's the uh, further proof that DC is willing to go mature with their content and Marvel is not as much and yeah. they really yeah. need to lean into that because that's the difference maker. They can be the that is. adult comic book, you know, like we I don't know about you guys, but like I always enjoyed reading like the super dark like Batman comic books. Oh, you know, yeah. Like the super violent and like that's what I want out of DC. And that's what Peacemaker and Suicide Squad is. That's what they need to do. Not just directly be like, let's make PG-13, you know, movies to compete with Marvel. You don't need to give me this. I mean, no. Peacemaker for a six for me, but it's higher than spoiler, I guess. It's higher than any other Marvel thing on my TV show list this year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we were, were we want is like that. What you challenge your audience when you when you go that dark route 
Yeah. And it's not about the cheap laughs or the or necessarily all of the action scenes. It actually um, allows you to tap more into the humanity of what it's like to be these people. I mean, that's that's why Batman or like, you know, certain other DC characters are enticing anyway, you know, but then like that's where that that's the route they should take because you're you're it's you shouldn't go budget for budget with marvel like just just kind of keep like i mean have your budget like it's not like they're spending two dollars on these movies but <laughs> but go that dark route keep keep giving it to us and just give gun the keys like just yep. just let him do whatever he wants and just like point him in this direction and let him just like fly with it yeah all right uh yeah yeah, where are we at? Is four, it me? four. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. You're number four. Hey. Sorry, I'm thinking about James Gunn. Sorry, James <laughs> Gunn. Um, four for me. Uh, I don't know if it'll surprise you that it's this high. Is She-Hulk? Nice. She-Hulk okay. is four for me. Uh, very revitalizing uh, series for me. It's funny because we were just talking about DC, but like what I enjoyed with her with this series is not just the comedy, but I also enjoyed the dark side of this, which they clouded with a lot of self-deprecating comedy and, mm -hmm. you know, breaking walls and such like that. You know, how does somebody like She-Hulk or any superhero try to date? What's it like? <laughs> you know, especially because she's one of the superheroes that's actually outed from the start right. in, in that way. So everybody knows who she is out the gate. And I thought they did a good job, again, with the comedy of also showing what the struggles are of actually being a named by face, know your alias um, superhero. Gives me flashbacks of what the whole Civil War dispute's about with the Iron Man side versus Captain America side there, or at least that part. Yep. Um, so I thought they did a great job. I'm excited to see. Like, it made me want to see more stuff that she's in. And um, it was just... I liked it from start to finish. And Craig, you said it earlier too. last last episode, like just that. Okay. That was just like, <laughs> ugh, I loved it. So that's four for me. Okay. Uh, number four for me is going to be Stranger Things. Um, I don't know Ooh. how I don't know how they continue to just like yes. every season gets better. And I I always expect like, all right, is this is the season where it's going to not live up to expectations. But somehow they always manage to be like, step it up and make it that much better. I mean, for me, like the ending in the mall in uh, what was that season three, two, three? I don't even remember three. anymore. Three, because we just did four. I was like, there's yeah. no way you're going yeah, to be able to. You're not going to be able to top this. And then to come out with this season and to top it, I was just like, man, they, <laughs> whatever they're doing, like give those guys all the money in the world to make whatever they want to make after Stranger Things um, because their minds are working at a different level than everybody else's. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I absolutely loved it, but there's still three other shows <laughs> that I think are better is crazy to me, um, but that's just the way it worked out. Um, Stranger Things is... It almost seems like you like when you recommend it, people are like, yeah, everybody recommends that, but like, there's a reason. It's just there phenomenally is. made. Absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenally yeah. made. It is. Yeah, and for me, uh, number three is Stranger Things. So nice. I'm just I'm just right behind you there with it. Stranger Things for me, like just to go into a little bit further detail, I didn't really get into Stranger Things until this recent season came out. Binged all of it and then binged all of this series. And it was like, yeah, it's, it is really good. It is worth every little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what is funny is I still think, is it 
season the last season before this one i still think i liked a little bit more okay but um this one just delivers an epic moments with like the really good one shot sequence that they do in the house while it's getting raided yeah. the uh master of puppets i <laughs> i still thoroughly yes. enjoy the so master good. of puppets scene That's it is so good yeah that that very rarely do you get something that kind of feels that good and Goosebumps. that yeah that yeah. entire mm-hmm. that entire like last two episodes there were just like all of these things coming together in such a really good way and that's why like for me again and as craig says too like it's hard for me to believe that there are two other things above me for this <laughs> yeah. but it, it that is and i feel like it is and for me, I feel like I want to f- recommend things that not everybody has seen, which is maybe why it's not higher. Sure. But, you know, if, if if this season, if the next season of Stranger Things just builds on this, I, you know, if, if it's that good, you know, you can't force it from not being number one there. Right. If, uh, if that next season's as good as kind of the rumors say it is. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think this That's is well the last said. one, right? Yes. This yeah, it's, it's the last one. Okay. I'm ready. And and we and do we have our villain? Good lord. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we've got we've got our villain. Um so number 3 for me is Blackbird. Wow, really high up. Um I thought they did an incredible job and uh Paul Walter Hauser who played like the supposed killer, not to ruin anything <laughs> for you guys there. Yeah. I the high pitched voice coupled with that through his eyes, you can't tell what's going on or if anything's going on half the time, but like he also appeared smarter than he seems. I thought it was well acted. I thought the story content was, was good. And I was trying to figure out why it it was so high on my list. And then I remembered it's because it's just like, it's like true detective. It's, it's, Like season one, True Detective's villain was the, like when they found him, when they detected to him, was quite. <laughs> when they detected him, truly yeah. detected him. Yeah. When they truly, when they truly detected him and didn't just walk by him as he's mowing a lawn, or I think that was the scene. He was like right there and playing his day. Um, it, they, I got similar vibes, and that show was incredible in its own right. Um, at least that first season of that show. You can argue about the others, definitely, but I think that's why it hit me is because it gave me vibes, but it was its own show in its own right. So that one's number three for me. Um, everybody, I recommend you watch it. It's a mini series, which will help. Yeah. When you see mini series, you're like, I'll finish that quicker. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do. You can get through it pretty quick. You can. It's like six episodes. Yeah. They're all uh, number three for me is uh, Ozark. Um, I think personal opinion here for me, this is one of the top 10 TV shows of all time. Um, it's just like everything about it is phenomenal. Jason Bateman kills it. Um, his wife, uh, Laura Lenny, she, you know how like could people have the ability to play a character that you just hate them to their core almost to the point where you end up hating the actor or actress she does such a phenomenal job of making you think she's just one of the worst human beings in the world and like every time i would see her in a scene i'm like oh my god i just want her to i want her character to be killed off you know what i mean like that takes a lot um 
And then uh, Ruth from the show, which uh, I have to look it up because I forgot her name. Julia Garner is like, for me, carries the show. Phenomenal job. Um, it's one that like I've been trying to get my wife to watch it, but her problem is, is she doesn't like Laura Lenny. And she's like, she's so hateable in that show that she it like she can't watch the show because she hates her so much, like her character. Got it. And it's man, I I cannot recognize uh, recommend this TV show enough because it is just absolutely phenomenal. I came to it late this year; it was already a couple seasons in. I and then they did the last season. Man, I got through those like three or four seasons like so quick. Um, man, that. Phew, such a phenomenal show. We're now into the top two. Yeah. Yes, we top is. Top two for me is Blackbird. Uh, we've, <laughs> I, I had a feeling it would come down to this portion of things but, uh, with it. But as Craig C. said earlier, uh, it was it was set, like for me, it's higher because it's just something I took a chance on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had I had recently got uh, a friend's Apple TV like plus because he has Apple Music and everything and he has iPhones. I have all Android, hence why I'm left out of the walled garden. <laughs> so it, it's funny to like for me, I seem to have hopped and crossed my way into the walled garden in a way. And then mm-hmm. I found I found Blackbird. It's like, oh, yeah. this is, what, this is what what's is in the this? garden. Yeah. <laughs> One single Blackbird. <laughs> Uh, yeah it is just so wonderfully acted and for me that finale was just so worth it Mm -hmm. like i you know that it's based off of true it's based off of true events so you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen but taron edgerton's like desperation like in that in that final episode is like i was like wow this is like because you kind of wonder what's going to happen to his character toward the end like there's this 50 50 shot of like okay what's going to happen to you that i'm so invested in because he he's the guy that you know kind of redeems himself throughout the entire thing yeah he you know we don't know much about his life before he got put into jail other than he sold guns and and drugs right so you know you get you get there at that point but his his redemption in that final episode was so worth it yeah. And just all of the actors there, I thought did a fantastic job. And you're right. Like season one, true detective is what it made me feel like. And it just, you know, it, again, it's that surprise factor for me. Or I was like, Oh, Taron Edgerton. I like him. Let's watch this. And then I was like, wow, this is <laughs> so much yeah. better than anything I would have thought. Yeah. When he was, when he spent so much time just memorizing all of that, just, and and like, and when they get to him and he's just like, give me a pen. Yeah. Like using his just... blood. <laughs> that, that that's the part i'm talking about like yeah. he draws it he draws it in his blood and a part insane. of me is like do they find insane. it after he goes mentally insane or do they find like there there's yeah. a choice of he lives goes mentally insane or dies in there yeah. and i was like i didn't know which one it was going to go with so yeah. i'm just glad that i'm glad that it was a satisfying one but even if it had gone the other directions where and i guess spoiler you know so be it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, even if it had gone like mentally insane or the death direction, it probably still would have been just as satisfying to see yeah. like the fall of uh, the fall of the killer. And overall, like we don't get to see him a lot, but Ray Liotta, who is also a very talented actor, this is one of the last yeah. things we get to see him in before he dies. Mm-hmm, so it's true. just also quite incredible that it's with something for me that is so good for him because yeah. he get he's tied to a lot of really good tv shows and movies casino oh yeah 
Yeah. And he could still he could still deliver a line. Good fellas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, good fellas especially. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I'm just taken aback by that. So, so <laughs> two, number two for me is Stranger. Hey, yep. Things. Yep. I knew it was up there somewhere. <laughs> yep. What can I say that hasn't been already said? I won't take too much time on it. What else can they do? How like like they can they can just deliver the world. And I started Stranger Things telling people how awesome the soundtrack was and how like it's a really good like if you like it with the children all being together and like trying to overcome an evil vibe by like look how far they've transitioned from season yeah. one. And I cannot wait for the for the final season. It's going to be sad that it is, but like all great things. I mean, like Breaking Bad have a small amount of seasons. Yep. You know, so. Like when you guys said three, I just was like, oh, man, I have to say three. But like, they'll be OK, because I'll say two in a second. Like, you know what I mean? So yep. Stranger Things, number two, you guys put, you know, put the put the uh, the the the. Um, not theories, but the, the the arguments to bed. So, yeah, that's my number two. So my number two um, won't come as a surprise to Barry here. <laughs> yeah, uh, my number two is the bear. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we've all talked about this show a lot, and I mean a lot. But what a great show! that has no business being as good as it is taking a show about a small restaurant and just making it so entertaining. Um, man, I'm still a little torn. I'm going to be honest that they're doing another season. I almost feel like they should just stop. Um, Mm -hmm. cause I don't want them to ruin it. I will give them the benefit of the doubt and, and hope that it is a good second season, but it was such a good, in my opinion, perfect ending that we don't need more. Um, but I don't want to say a whole lot because I'm sure it's coming up for at least one of you. Um, <laughs> such a phenomenally well done show. Not very long. Those episodes are short. Um, yeah. And still, it's like when I look back at it, that uh, like the shortest episode, which is like what, like 15 minutes or less. Yeah. That's just yeah. that meltdown with the dinner yes. service is just perfection in my opinion. But yeah, that's my number two. All right. Well, I won't then delve too much into (laughs) it more, but the bear is my number one Uh, (laughs) to capture the restaurant business in a way like, and I think a lot of us know this about me as well is I worked in the restaurant business for seven plus years. I held a lot of positions in there and then on top of it too. And this is a bit more on a personal note, but recently the I worked at one restaurant my entire life, hence why I own hence why I, I know a lot of that like business portion of thing there. But it, it recently closed down forever this year, it seems like. So to hear that and then to think about my opinion on the bear, like in I guess it's because it struck some such an emotional chord with me, with where a lot of who I am today is because of sequences in the bear, like <laughs> yeah. in the restaurant where yep. It's all of the back yelling at each other, all of the chaos that comes with trying to, you know, serve customers. And mine, like their rest, their restaurant was so much smaller and they're so much more tight knit where the one that I worked at was a bit larger and not so much like takeout, a lot more of like dining in and stuff like that. But 
the stress and the management, like it, it, it shaped me to like, to do things that I do today. And I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I never thought a TV show would capture like that, that restaurant in, in a way. And Craig mentioned it as well. I kind of wish they weren't making a second season as well. Like yeah. I'll, I'll come out and say that right now. I love the way it ended. I really think like the, the person who watched it should have came up with their own ending yeah. at that point as well. But let's just hope it's not just about a meltdown on Uber Eats or, you know, any of that. <laughs> yeah. Sort of stuff. Hopefully yeah. it's not that, but yeah. uh, the bear is like, has no business being as good as it is. And it is one of the best television shows I've ever watched. And who would have thought that something from Hulu, I guess for me is what is what yeah. ends up on there. So, yeah. I don't watch a lot of Hulu, so that's why that's why it's surprising to me too. Well, number one for me is the bear. Yeah, it's the bear. We almost got How? a match on on all of our number ones. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I I don't. I, it's like they uh, they they in a nutshell. I I have not myself worked in a restaurant. Um, business. My wife has definitely held a bunch of positions in the restaurant slash bar industry in time. So, and I've had a lot of friends like Barry, for example, Craig, didn't you have yeah. some time in the I restaurant? Like, yeah. I had like six years. Yep. So I've, I've, I've not, I, I don't want to say lived vicariously, but I've had enough stories told to me um, or situations explained to me that like, I was at least able to connect somebody in my life to like every single part of the bear. And <laughs> between that and like some of the things I already mentioned, I don't have to d dive too into it, but I do have to mention that 15 minute scene again. Think about the cojones that you have to be as a, as a director writer to think that, Hey, we haven't been doing these law, these short of an episodes. This isn't like the Simpsons or like a, something that is already designated to be 15 to 20 minutes with commercials, office, things yeah. like that. We're going to put in a 15 minute episode and it's going to land and it's going to be enough to be able to, to to let you know what's going on in that moment. And it's just shot and it's incredible. And the cast does a great job. And um, um, there, what more can I say about it? It's it's the show of the year for me. And I'm I'm struggling to think of many shows in the last five years that topped it for me, to be honest. Yeah. Now, so, you're number one. What is your number one, Craig? <laughs> my number the bear was going to be. No, my number one is, I will boldly state, is the best television show on TV right now, by far. Um, it's Yellowstone. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. I, yep. I, I, I really need to get into Yellowstone. Yellowstone I know I yeah. Here's the thing. Here's and the this, thing. And this is why I put it at number one. Yellowstone made me care about a ranch when I could care less about cattle or, or like the Western way of life at all. It's the characters in the show are all done extremely well. Kevin Costner's phenomenal. Um, but it's not only that, it's the fact that I could, I could rope together. Um, Taylor Sheridan is the guy who created Yellowstone. Um, and he has managed to have four seasons of Yellowstone Plus, he did a spinoff called 1883, um, which involves the Dutton family, which is the Yellowstone family, um, in the 1800s, and now has just started 1923, which is also the Dutton family. Okay. So he keeps putting out all these shows 
Meanwhile, Yellowstone is still hitting. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's kind of like the bear where it's like a, a show that I looked at and I was like, I have no interest in watching that show at all. It seems dumb. But once I started, I was immediately hooked. And now I'm just like, I have to watch every single episode of everything Taylor Sheridan does. Even to the yeah. point that he has another show on Paramount right now, the Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, um, which is Sylvester Stallone is like a mafia guy. Um, yeah that I'm just going to assume is in the same universe, even though it's not stated. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I'm just going to assume he's in Tulsa and the Duttons are up in uh, Montana. But uh, I, he, I don't know the way he's writing this and the way they're filming. This is just so engrossing to me that like, it's literally something that I tell everybody you have to watch, even if you're like me and look at watch like the trailer for the show and be like, there's no way I would like that. Still hmm. try it. Because I can almost guarantee that it's going to land for you, for sure. Okay. All right, perfect. So there you guys go. Uh, just our personal opinions, because we all have different tastes. Mm -hmm. There, mm -hmm. I guess if you want like a top three, you could probably put Stranger Things, The Bear, and uh, you know that 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 number three, I guess, is kind of what's interesting there. Yeah, you can uh, put the bear twice. Just put the bear <laughs> twice. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's so pretty good. We have uh, we have that. Hopefully, you guys find something to like out of everything we admitted. You know, there's a lot of sharing toward the top, but I feel like our bottoms were kind of all over the place mm -hmm. in a way. They were. So now we'll get on to our movie of the year, part two, movie of the year discussions. We each have our movie. own top ten lists. Yep. This this one I'm excited for. This should be interesting. There's a <laughs> I lot feel of like we're going to be completely opposite on a lot of these. I don't know. I feel like yeah. I feel like we're going to run into the same. We're going to have a lot of the same in like the top area, but I feel like our bottoms are all over the place for sure. <laughs> so with that being said, I'll start because sure. my my number 10 is a is you definitely out there. Mentions? No, no. Yeah. You know what? I got honorable mentions. Okay, we'll <laughs> yeah. do, we'll I do honorable, those right. honorable mentions. All right, sorry. All right, all right. I have I have five honorable mentions. I have so. I have quite a bit as well. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions for me. Sonic okay. the Hedgehog. Okay. Ambulance. I should yes. say Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if before that, The Bad Guys okay. uh, animated there. And Pinocchio uh, <laughs> are all in my top mentions. Which there. one? Pinocchio, the Guillermo del okay. Toro. All right. Uh, <laughs> Not the Disney uh, one. Not the Disney yes. one. Specifically, please take note of that, y'all. Yes, don't watch the <laughs> Disney one. <laughs> and I think like if there's anything to talk about with a lot of them, I feel like the Sonic the hedgehog movie too is just better than the first and i'm glad yep. like we're getting a good video game adaptation in a way uh the bad guys i didn't expect to like as much as it did it is a really fun animated heist uh kind of bad guy literally movie <laughs> uh and then guillermo del toro's pinocchio i was just seeing a bunch of reviews of it i hadn't seen stuff about pinocchio in a while but like one, it is pretty engrossing. I loved the movie and I love the stop motion stuff much like, uh, I think Wendell and, uh, what was the, Oh, um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Craig, it's your daughter's favorite movie. The Wendell and, Oh yeah. Uh, oh man, I'm blanking too. Yeah. Dang it. I know Wendell. I can't remember yeah. the second one. So be it though. That was the KMP um, so one. Yeah, yep. but it's a lot like that stop motion type thing. It's just so fascinating to me. And the more I learn about it, the more I appreciate those types of movies. Mm -hmm. uh, they, It's so much hard work. And to think that somebody, people are willing to go through that much of work to, to produce a movie is just incredible yep. to me. 
Um, and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is one of those ones that it's a different type of telling in Pinocchio. I do admit like the songs in it aren't very catchy. I was more yeah. toward like everything else going on in Pinocchio. Hence why I didn't make my top 10, but I can't help, but I have to, I have to mention and talk about that one. Cause it was so close to being on my top 10. Sure. Uh, so I guess honorable mentions for me would be spirited. I thought that was a yep. great take on a nice, on a nice Chris. Well, I guess holiday movie. I wanted to say holiday in general, even though there was a lot of Christmas in there. Yeah. Um, I want to go a little bit different with an honorable mention. I just wanted to do honorable mention, like worst movie of the year, <laughs> okay. because I think I think you would agree, Craig. Yeah. It is Samaritan. It is Samaritan. You just reminded me when you said Sylvester Stallone, Samaritan. Oh, worst terrible. movie of the year. Yeah. Worst movie. Worst superhero movie of all time. Worst movie of the year. Yep. So I just had to go in there with that. And then I, the last honorable mention of honor and not worse honor is uh, troll just snuck out yep. of my top 10. Great take on a monster movie. We don't get too many good takes on a monster movie anymore. You know, uh, so it was really nice to kind of see that. Um, I'm all about the Scandinavian Peninsula with their movies in general. We talked about that on a prior show. I think when we talked about Troll, and um, I think they did it right. You know, it's it's just kind of nice seeing just a large monster destroying the world or destroying a certain area, like it actually being done well. So that's okay. I also had Troll in my honorable mention. I feel like it needs to be given something so that they continue to make these type of movies. Um, another one I have here is uh, I'm assuming you, you pronounce it as triple R, um, but that is a, uh, I forget where it was made India, I believe. Um, and the fact that they make these action movies, this is like a three and a half hour action epic. Um, and they just throw all the money they have at this thing. Uh, it's over the top, like you would expect. Um, it's crazy, but I had so much fun watching that movie. Um, and that's another thing. Like I want them to keep making these types of movies because it's just like that out there type of action. You don't get over here. You know, you don't get the like dude running on everybody's head and like running up a wall. You know what I mean? Like you don't get that anymore. Um, so that was one. Uh, another one was wrath of man with Jason Statham. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves as far as acting goes, because he's just been like the action guy for so long. Yep. Um, so that was one. Uh, another one was the Tony Hawk documentary until the wheels fall off. Such okay. a phenomenal job um, showcasing his life and all the struggles that he went through. And then my last honorable mention and make sure you watch Barry's face. When I say this one is the Batman. <laughs> Um, oh. good movie, but I think it could have been better. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to see. <laughs> Look at Man, Look at Man. I Look. can't. I just can't help but think what your list is now. Like it's like is my taste that bad? No, no. It's <laughs> no. what I like about everybody's movie is our tastes are so different. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it could have been a little bit better. And like for me, it's eleven. So it's like right underneath that. And I had a hard time with it, but. I enjoyed it. I think it's a little too long and uh, could be a little bit brighter. I hate the DC dark. 
Barry, your face, man. <laughs> like when this when this episode drops on YouTube, I'm gonna have to just mm-hmm. sc- like screenshot or like just like clip <laughs> your face because I it's knew just, it could be it could be a meme. I <laughs> knew when I put that in there that you were gonna be like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, my honorable mentions. Let's get to number ten. Yeah, now that you're thrown off your game. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, now that I'm th- <laughs> but to go off with throwing off my game and everybody's taste is different. The one mm-hmm. and only anime movie on my list is Bell. Okay. It is a really fun uh, kind of, I want to say, internet story or internet take on Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Uh, it It's not like as lovey-dovey, but there are some really good like original songs that I have on my phone that I listen to, you know, while, while working or while working out. And it's just like a really good tale about how uh, kind of people behind can, how people hide behind their personalities on the internet and people like say mean things people do other things and you don't you never know what's going on on the other side of the person like you're either making fun of on the internet or bullying on the internet and that's you know even more prevalent now than ever before especially because when we were growing up the internet was in its early stages and people at least made fun of you to your face uh now (laughs) it's all on internet and now it's all you know backdoor texts and everything like that so uh if if I could recommend that at least you guys at least try one anime movie this year, I really want people to watch Bell. I yeah. really want people to give Bell a shot. This is a that's another movie that's been played quite a bit in my household this year from my daughter. HBO Max. Bell. Yeah. yeah, HBO Max as well. You don't have to go too far for it. Yeah. It's a great movie. Okay. Um so number ten for me is the Batman. The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't even make his list. Yeah, right. Uh, non honorable mentions for me are the, is the Batman. It's worst, the Batman. Worst movie of the year, the Batman. <laughs> um, number ten for me, and I apologize to everybody for how many scary or weird movies are on my list. But yeah, like I told to you, the households. Yeah, it is. It is Halloween ends. Okay. Um, it was a nice end to, to halloween <laughs> precisely yeah. is a nice end to halloween um uh specifically what i liked is uh they kind of created somebody separate that could have been a villain i know it's it's argued on both sides that like they essentially created a successor to the throne and then they Spoiler alert, they killed him in the movie. Nobody's um, ever dead in these movies, though. Nobody's ever dead in these <laughs> movies, number one. And I shouldn't feel bad about a spoiler alert, because who's watching that, like, yeah. on New Year's Eve? Um, <laughs> it's, it's just not a New Year's Eve movie. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's, so, oh, darn, I'll uh, have to take it out of my rotation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, also, shout out to, like, the 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 Jamie Lee Curtis side, too. It's um, it's an end to that, um, that part. And... I I'm interested to see where Halloween goes from here, but um, I uh, I thought it was well done enough, and I thought that it, it had a great opening scene for for some particular reason where they kind of threw you off as well. But I thought it was well done enough that it deserved to be number number ten. But there are there were horror or weirder movies that struck a chord with me a lot better, um, so that's why it's number ten for me. You know, it's funny too that I. I didn't like the successor th- angle that they went with. I didn't like really. The, I didn't like the kid. Um, so for me, that's what like not turned me off, but I was just kind of like, 
was was he too whiny for you? Was yeah. he too um? Yep. Was say he it. too say Hugo? It. He was too Hugo. Was he too Hugo? He was. You? I don't know. I just to me, I'm like Thank Michael Myers that. is Michael Myers, right? And just to yeah. have like, I don't know. And the fact that he was like, uh, almost bullying him around was weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird choice, but I, I am interested to see where they go with it. Um, number ten for me is gonna be hustle with Adam Sandler. Absolutely okay. love. I mean, I love basketball. Yeah. So for me, I was like, it's a basketball movie with Adam Sandler, and it re- and it heavily revolves around the Sixers. So I was in like from the trailer, and I think it was just a well done sports movie. Um, once again, proving that Adam Sandler can act despite what everybody thinks. Um, mm-hmm. Uncut Gems was another one where I just thought he was phenomenal. So him getting to actually act every once in a while instead of doing, you know, he does all these movies where he's just taking his friends to Hawaii and making a, a, a crappy movie for Netflix. It's nice to see him actually like try. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love Hustle. Okay. Hustle's good. I, I can agree with that. So then on to number nine for everyone. My number nine is everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Uh, Really, really, uh, this one I got to recently watch, uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm really happy I did. It is such a fun, the time travel aspect to it is just all of this juggling around and surprisingly how much I was able to follow it, (laughs) I guess, is kind of what I also enjoyed. The action, of course, and it is just also over the top and so much fun. Yep. which I find I like in a lot of movies. And uh, this this one does it better than I think most of th- this year as well. So just just keep that in mind. I think I definitely think is that it's streaming. Can you stream that movie yet or no? I don't think it is yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully it's streamable soon. Uh, I want more people to watch it. And I feel like because this movie didn't get like a Netflix, like it wasn't on Netflix or any of the streaming platforms that not enough people have watched this movie yet. Yeah. So Agreed. I definitely feel that they need to. It's so hopefully, movie. hopefully that gets added somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number nine is love Lizzo documentary on Lizzo. Um, I know I talked about it uh, recently within the past couple of, um, of uh, podcasts that we had, but I just really was, it was interesting to see um, for somebody in that particular part of fame in her career, like what she had to go through. It was more of it. It's number nine for me because I, I feel like I'm just like a sucker for touching stuff this year. <laughs> Hence my Wrexham Re- ranking and things like that. And uh, so it was just kind of nice to see what she had to go through on the come up and why she is so um, why she portrays being happy with yourself your body who you are and such like that she's entertaining too so it's you're never really going to have a a scene or something where it's kind of boring because she's just so outspoken um she redefines how to use the b word and to make it sound cool so like you're you got that going but that's number nine for me just kind of like a real nice outlook on just lizzo's life in particular and 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 why she is who she is and, and champions um, self love the way that she does. Nice. I still have it on my list to watch. I just haven't yet. So many things on the list. <laughs> oh, so many things. Uh, my number nine is a Roku original. <laughs> I 
I oh, saying that. I've been meaning to watch this movie. Uh, I really uh, need to. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Um, we've said it before, but like Weird Al is such a huge part of my childhood. Um, and you knew when they were making this movie and he was involved that it was going to be crazy. And I just love the fact that pretty much the only thing that's true about this movie is that uh, he plays, he got an accordion when he was a kid. That's about the only <laughs> thing that is historically accurate about this movie. But it's so crazy. It's so over the top. It has his songs in there. Um, and man, it's just, I don't know if you like, I, I've mentioned it before, but his movie way back in the day, UHF was like, another huge part of my childhood. And I don't feel like very many people watch that movie, um, but it's just his like stupid style of humor that just works for me and doesn't work with a lot of other people. But for whatever reason, when he does it, I'm just like, like dying on the ground laughing. So yeah, such a great movie. Weird. Perfect. Uh, number eight for me is going to be all quiet on the Western front. Netflix original. Okay. Uh, I am a sucker for these movies. I have to have one in my top 10 and it's just, it, it's just old fashioned, like, you know, old time, like war movie where it kind of just focuses on just a couple people and kind of tells you their stories as well. And overall, just uh, all quiet on the Western front. Like I really have to recommend if you're now, for did you watch it with the dubbed or with subtitles? subtitles okay me too okay yeah, i started with the dub and i was like this is weird it's yeah it weird. is <laughs> it and like for, for someone for me who watches anime like you'd think like watching dub and sub aren't that big a deal mm -hmm. but for me it is weird like at least in it when i'm watching something in real life like in a person act it dub is just so strange it's weird it's yeah. why like it's why like last year or two years ago like squid game like yeah. I had to yeah. watch that in sub because I, I don't know what it is, but when they're, when their lips aren't matching what they're saying, my brain is just on it. Yeah, yeah. My brain is just on another planet. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. A for me is uh vengeance. The BJ Novak movie. Mm -hmm. um, just as a kind of a refresher, BJ Novak is, I guess, half of a womanizer, kind of a womanizer, whatever. Um, but he gets a call from a from somebody who is related to his somebody that he used to date when he was like in, like a couple of dates that kind of thing like a random hookup he ends up getting roped into going down to a funeral in texas for somebody that he really doesn't know and meets the family and everything like that but then it slowly turns into a murder mystery because the family of that dead hookup <laughs> don't believe that she died of natural causes so Nice bit of humor. Um, Issa Rae is in it. Ashton Kutcher is also in it. Ashton Kutcher actually does a pretty good job acting in it. Um, not saying that he's terrible in everything that he's done, but he's not necessarily pegged as a Oscar winner. True. But uh, I like B.J. Novak. B.J. Novak, I've liked everything that he's kind of put his hands on since The Office, since I found out. I don't know if anybody actually pays attention to the credits of The Office, but when you find out he's actually a producer, yep. you know, that blew my mind the first time. And uh, ever since then, I've kind of wondered what his what his mind, where his mind is going. So so when this movie was announced, I was excited to get into it. It's definitely not a top one for me, but it's definitely a top eight. A lot of Texan nuances and stuff like that that you can learn about if you're not necessarily a Texan yourself. My wife is from Texas, so um, there was definitely some things that we can make a correlation to there. So 
nice combination of a whodunit plus nice comedy in there as well. And uh, that's my eight. Okay. My number eight is going to be Clerks 3. Um, Kevin Smith kind of wrapping up that Clerks trilogy. Um, I have kind of always been a sucker for Kevin Smith, but I was caught off guard with how emotional this movie was. And, you know, that it he has changed almost having died from a heart attack. His kind of mentality on what he writes about and, and what he makes has changed. And I've loved the Clerks movies forever. Um, highly, I recommend them to everybody. Um, I just don't think they get enough credit that they deserve. And Clerks 3 was a nice way to wrap up that storyline for everybody and uh, was just a a funny but touching movie for me. Great. Sweet. My number seven now is Nope. Nice. Uh, Nope, it ain't. I really really enjoy what Nope did. It's Jordan Peele, and I know this isn't even his best work, which makes Mm -hmm. me excited to watch some of his other stuff. But Nope is just a fun movie, and it's another one of those things where it's kind of outside of my comfort zone, where I usually don't watch something that even remotely is trying to scare me. And I'll admit, you know, the alien scene in it, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, I was like freaking out. Uh, Nope. (laughs) uh, During during that part but at least like for the rest of the movie it was kind of like okay it's not trying to do that the entire time so uh just uh, i but though it's enjoyable and the the way he shoots it as well is just a lot of it is really really just fun in general and his take on the alien slash ufo type thing is just a really fresh take to it i, I like it because i thought it was going to be something uh kind of easy i guess or something like that but it's not it's just not like that it's it's a lot different that ending is still all over the place uh i watched it again much like you said craig and like i see where you're getting at with what the ufo is supposed to symbolize i do see it but it's still just like all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's an artistic choice that's for sure that is it's definitely an artistic choice yeah uh seven for me is barbarian Georgina Campbell, uh, Justin Long, and Bill Skarsgård, when basically when getting an Airbnb goes wrong, (laughs) it's essentially what they should have named it. Um, Great cast, not a huge cast, which is perfect, but a great uh, interaction between all three of them. This would have been higher on my list in terms of like freaky movies, but I guess you can drop some points for like what the monster ends up looking like. Sure. I don't know. Certain people can argue it. I didn't mind her, um, especially in the dark portions. Um, but then when they got her out into the light part, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, all right. Um, <laughs> you know, but in any case, it was a nice take on a movie um, where you weren't necessarily sure what the bad or the scare monster type thing was going to be. You know, you think it's Bill Skarsgård in the beginning. They do a good job of making him just like charming, but also creepy enough to make you think it's him. But then uh, you know a totally different movie ensues after the 30th minute so yep um i also find things interesting when there's a just standard house on top and then just a tunnered tunneled labyrinth under it and you're like how did that happen i don't know um great movie you guys should watch it there are definitely maybe other scarier movies that i would recommend but barbarian's definitely worth a watch specifically for how those three acted to yeah. be honest 
Yeah, they did a good job. Uh, number seven for me is going to be uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, um, yeah. Really enjoyed that movie. I, I liked all the, the cameos, um, even though it kind of seems like we're not going to get any of them in future movies. But I enjoyed seeing some Fantastic Four, some Professor X, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I like Sam Sam Raimi getting a chance to do another superhero movie. Um, so it was weird. It was almost like a horror movie at points with uh, everything going on. And I just thought it was a fresh take on Marvel movies. It wasn't the standard formula. So for me, that's like a solid seven. Sick. All right. We are then looking at number six. Number six for me is Avatar Way of Water. Wow. Uh, kind of snuck uh, under the list here. Yeah. Uh, overall, how I feel about the movie, and we also haven't talked about it yet, hence mm-hmm. why I won't go too much into it. But Way of Water is cinematographically, like cinematography wise, like incredible. Like James Cameron, the the water scenes are nuts. Uh, and they this movie looks pretty from top to bottom. Like there is very little to pick out that doesn't look right or doesn't look cool. The reason it's not higher is because it is slow. (laughs) There are, if you're not invested in the world that James Cameron has built, you will find that these character building moments are boring and not any fun. Like the climactic ending is a lot of fun. And like, you're like, okay, that was at least a decent amount of payoff for you. But this movie also runs into the fact that it's trying to follow up a movie from so long ago. <laughs> like that movie is what, eight years old or something like that. I think it's 10. Yeah. 10. 10. So it's, it's... Uh, for the most part, you know, if you don't want or haven't watched the avatar movie since it came out or in recently, you're going to be like, okay, I kind of, kind of remember what's going on and also how they kind of shoe in the big bad this time around. is kind of like a haphazard, oh, we're making more of these. I guess I can do this kind of thing. So just keep that in mind. I wasn't the biggest fan of that. But Avatar Way of Water, where it excels, or where it excels, it excels <laughs> phenomenally. And, yeah. I've, and you know, I, I know it's a long movie. I did have to go to the bathroom once. Uh, <laughs> will I listen to James Cameron's advice and watch it again? While in theaters, probably not. Uh, I'll wait till I can watch it in the comfort of my own home and I can go to the bathroom as many times as I want. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. it is, it, it is such a gorgeous movie. Like, and, the, and that, and I think almost that alone put it into my like top or my bottom five in a way, because it's a movie that like, I'm just looking at the screen going, Oh my God, is this wonderful? Like it's pretty. It's, 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 it's the, weird. it's the same thing you did when you played horizon. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh man, this is wonderful. Oh, this is purdy. I am excited to watch it, but I refuse to watch it in theaters. I will watch it once it's streaming yeah. and I don't have to go to the theaters. Yeah. I'm in I'm in your boat, Craig. I would do it normally, but he's such an arrogant asshole that I'm just like, I don't want to support him in the in the theater. No, I, Even though he's no, gonna I make can... his two billion regardless. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm excited to watch it in like a month or two, probably. All right. Um, six for me is Prey. Yes. A wonderful take, a revitalized 
I use that word a lot now that I realize it. A, a revitalized take on Predators in general. Predator has not had a very successful line of movies, arguably after two. Yep. Aliens were Aliens versus Predators. You could throw away. I can't successfully rate Alien. Uh, sorry, Predators two because um, I loved it as a kid, so it's always going to be good to me. Mm-hmm. But what they did is they took it and they brought it into a prequel kind of state. And they also kind of added a what would it be like if it landed in a Native American style? Um, not only that, they stayed as true as they could to a Native American to to like by the main character being Native American herself, like the actress. And they did their best to represent that that culture. So I thought it was interesting. They made the predator look even more primitive, just just because of the time frame that it actually happened in so that i thought that was a little a nice touch well shot and um i'm a i'm a predator fanboy. grew up grew up that way you know aliens and predator to be honest my dad got me into those movies growing up so um it was really nice to see prey personal opinion six for me yeah bonus points for them recording it also in the native dialogue of the uh, native americans that you can watch as well which is super cool yeah super cool uh, number six for me is going to be uh, Jackass Forever. Um, crazy to me that we've come full circle where when those movies and TV shows were first coming out, everybody was like, this is utter trash. Um, this is just for little kids who like toilet humor. And we've now come full circle where these movies are getting highly rated, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah. I just enjoy, I enjoy all the people. I feel like I've grown up with them. Um, you know, like, I feel like I cried with them when Ryan Dunn died. Uh, I, I rooted with them when Steve-O went to rehab and like, I'm rooting for, for Bam right now, who's going through rehab as well. Um, and you can tell like the first couple of movies were like, they were just getting drunk and doing stupid stuff. And now it's passing the torch on to the younger generation, um, yeah. and just doing more sophisticated stunts. Um, I love all those guys to death. It's such a, just like Weird Al, a big part of my teenage years. And uh, to see them continue to do it and continue to put out these stellar movies that for me are just like, if I really just want to laugh for an hour and a half straight, this is what I'm going to put on time and time again. Perfect. We've now entered the top five yeah. area. Top five. I think we'll start to see some some stuff uh, here that gets said. Uh, number five for me is The Northman, though. Wow. If anybody knows, like, uh, I think it was maybe a year or two ago, I had The Green Knight mm-hmm. on, uh, on my top mm-hmm. ten. The Northman finds its way up there for many similar reasons. The, the Northman is this wonderfully shot uh, kind of really weird retelling of like Viking culture and everything like that. Like uh, I vividly remember this one scene where they're like about to kind of pillage an area and they literally almost like play it off. Like they're possessed by wolves. Like they're foaming out the mouth (laughs) and stuff like that. There's all these weird trials that the character goes through. It is much like how green Knight piqued my curiosity during the movie. Like, Mm-hmm. you think you know what's going on in this movie and it's like oh it's not really going the way i think it is like you hear about vikings 
uh, yeah. and you see the cover of the Northmen, you're like, oh, you know, like, you know what Vikings are. If you've seen Vikings played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you're all like, okay, yeah, I kind of know this. <laughs> and then you get, you know, 30 minutes into the movie and you're questioning everything of what's going on, <laughs> what parts of hallucination, what's not, and everything like that. So, uh, I really found myself enjoying the Northmen for a lot of the reasons that I enjoyed the Green Knight, which is kind of the the mystery about like how everything goes around on around this character. Okay. I I think I started this movie a while ago and I turned it off. I think <laughs> it's, it, this is the number one movie that I've skipped past and told myself, I just have to watch that. I'll just watch it later. And yeah. I, and I still feel guilty for that. I got to get to that one. Like if we had like you know in in the gaming section we had the game I wish I played yep. like the movie I wish I watched was The Northman definitely <laughs> I, I I I I need to um number five for me I don't know if you guys would have guessed this because I think my list is still a little bit weird till I get to one and two maybe is uh, Fresh okay starring uh, my second Sebastian Stan yeah, representation for the he's killing he had a good year um. Very good. I'm not used to seeing Sebastian stand like that. You know, he's ve he's just very winter soldier to me. And I think he turned around and he played essentially a, a, a trafficker of human body parts very well. You know, a charming man who meets a nice woman in a in a uh, fruit aisle or vegetable aisle. I can't remember what aisle they were in, but they go on a date. He brings her back. And then clearly he has like a whole scheme going with his literally almost perfect looking house where he's just purveying human meat and sending it and sending it out to the people who are willing to pay for it. So I think he played a great villain and I, um, I was, I was terrified at certain parts because of just how he was able to command the screen. And I think everybody should give it a watch. I think it flew a little bit under certain people's radar. Um, just maybe because you weren't used to seeing that kind of, that kind of driven film with him in it. But yeah, Fresh is number five. All right. My number five is going to be The Black Phone. Yay, yay. Um, love that movie to death. Another one that's probably been played 10,000 times in my house this year. Um, so good. It's, man, Ethan Hawke is such a phenomenal villain in this. Um, just the way he handles everything. Whereas, like, you know, if you follow the rules, you may actually not have anything bad happen to you, maybe. Um, but I, I like like just a little bit of a supernatural element where he's talking to the other kids that have been taken. Um, just a, I was super excited for this movie and it did not disappoint me in the least. Um, yeah. Just a good, not, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. This is a thriller. Um, yeah. Just keeps your attention and, and really, really well done story. Perfect. Maybe one day I'll watch that. I know you guys have told me to watch it before. There's like one jump scare. You'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. There are, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good sign for me. <laughs> you watch Nope. Nope. You can handle it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> we're slowly nope. pulling him into horror movies. Like step by step, we're dragging him in. <laughs> yeah. You guys are doing a good job. Like that'll be the one thing. You guys know me so well to the point yep. where, okay, like let's start him. Yeah. We'll start you easy. slow. Yeah, yep. start you slow. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll be like, "Hey, have you heard of Terrifier?" <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a good. 
I just need, yeah, I need to get over the fact that I was traumatized by that stuff as a kid. I'm not a <laughs> yeah. kid anymore. That's how I have to feel about it. <laughs> but uh, next up for me at number four is the uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out oh. story. Okay. I it recently came out in another movie we haven't talked about yet. Yep. But on this podcast, people know me as like I love the Who Done It movies. Yep. Uh, yeah. I do really love the following it, and I think Ryan Johnson did such a good job with bringing in kind of this whole other this one is so much more like i feel theatrical yeah. in a way mm-hmm. than just how knives out was and really they shouldn't even add the knives out in this the the yes benoit blanc is still in it uh, played by yeah. daniel craig and the daniel craig character is awesome but the fact that he now loaded up Ryan Johnson with all of these other really top tier like actors and actresses and they pull off their parts accordingly just makes that movie feel just so much more fun. Uh, like, and again, I am a sucker for who done it. I just love the, the way he did knives out with like these little carrots that if you pay attention, yep, you, you can, can figure, figure it out. It out. Yeah. If you pay attention, that's kind of the the key thing that I like is, and then you get time to like go back and they kind of start explaining everything. And you're like, how did I miss that? How did I, you know, not the one character said this line that I forgot about. And it's like, and that's what keys everything together. So it's, it's that kind of thing for me that I really enjoy. And uh, glass onion is a really good follow-up to it. Uh, like yeah, Ana de Armas isn't on it. Also, we want to talk about worst movie of the year. Sorry, uh, that that Samaritan. Uh, no, um, it's Samaritan. No, it's are you, it, about, are you talking about Blonde? Yeah, sorry, Blonde. Oh, I'm talking about Blonde. You know that that almost made it in my top ten. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, I yeah. I'm so bored by that movie. God, I liked it. like the I more really I liked it. God, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I can see why. So. I will say this, Barry, and this, see what you think. I, th- I still think Knives Out is better than Glass Onion. I, so, so I, I really, I think so too, mm-hmm. but I think it's because I like the perspective that Knives Out took yes. with Ana de Armas's character, mm-hmm. where you really don't have that character in Glass Onion. Right. So that's, that's where like, it kind of makes that difference where Glass Onion kind of makes Benoit Blanc, the center of everything in a way. Right. Uh, I like Knives Out because Benoit Blanc is kind of in motion with Ana de Armas. Right. Uh, and I like the perspective of her character. And uh, and in the end, it's just like really satisfying yeah. uh, for Ana de Armas's character and how it ends with Knives Out. So Glass Onion is super, kind of similar. But. Super funny, too, that you said when you were describing it, um, because Ryan Johnson just had an interview where he said that he was pissed that they put a knives out story on the title. Yeah. I, I don't he get didn't it in there. Yeah. I, I think for the most part, and I guess this isn't about like the top 10 list mm-hmm. at all, but I think Netflix, I guess was worried that people yes. seeing this movie wouldn't know that it's like part of knives out. Right. Where you could just put in the little blurb right underneath it, mm-hmm. you know, from the director of Knives Out is Correct. a similar is like this, who's done yeah. it. It's yeah, because like, he he had said that he just wants it to be Benoit Blanc is your your follow through of each movie that he does. Like he is the the character that ties all these together, but he wanted them all to be their own experience. So mm-hmm. it's not a part of Knives Out, which I totally agree with you on. I just thought it was funny that he was like actually pissed that they that Netflix put that on there. <laughs> I yeah. 
I I under I understand that. I understand why you'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. And and also like thinking about the future because he's doing more of these movies because of what Netflix has signed him on for. I'm really enjoying them right now for what they are because at some point do they come predictable? That's what yeah. I worry yeah. about. Yeah. So I don't. It's think, just a matter I, of time. I think he'll take the time to make sure that they aren't. You know, maybe if we if we get like five or six in, maybe. But I feel like we're safe for another two or three. I hope so. I I hope that I hope that we get two more of these and maybe at the fifth one, we're like, okay, we kind of we kind of see it coming now. But I just (laughs) I I really enjoy these movies for what they are and where we are with them now. Yeah, agreed. Fantastic. Uh, Number four for me is i don't know actually if i talked about it in a podcast this but it's called the outfit yes i love that movie outfit mark rylance mm-hmm. um essentially he plays what is called plays sorry what is called a cutter which is a uh, person who professionally uh not only creates but also hems and does all of of the suits and shirts and all that type of stuff um it's set in the 40s and he essentially it's he's not a front because he has his own business but he is a semi front for an irish mob um and they're they're racketeering so to speak and what the the interesting thing about the movie is that it's it's not quite i mean i know we mentioned goodfellas earlier it's not quite goodfellas but it's as close as we'll get to a fantastic <laughs> gangster movie um with a little bit different of of a take on it i mean like he's an english guy you could tell he had a past and he decided to set up shop in chicago in 1940 to get away from whatever was going on in england and he just happens so happens to have a deal with this irish mob where he just kind of like they can drop the money off and pick money up from in the back of his his tailoring area and it's just one of those things where without ruining the movie just a couple of things happen somebody's looking for for a specific item that could incriminate a certain part of the mob and that's it that's all you need to know i recommend watching it um mark rylance does a fantastic job as the butler himself zoe deutsch is in it she does a great job as his assistant they have a nice one-two punch there um with their back and forth great movie it's called the outfit. I think I would also classify it as almost like a whodunit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a whodunit you're gangster. To, you're trying to figure out like what exactly is going on and what happened. I I, I think that that's a good, a good point. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. That yeah. might be a movie I try I, to watch. I remember I talked about it on the podcast before. Um, but yeah, that's a great movie. It's yeah, on and Hulu, and they, right? Isn't it on Hulu? I believe it is on Hulu, and yeah. they and they call it the outfit because of his dedication to his craft. Because he is a cutter, they spend a lot of the movie saying that he is not necessarily a tailor or anything like that. He is a cutter, and yeah, a cutter. Now I know what a cutter is. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, number four for me is going to be this guy right here, Bullet Train. Yeah, um, Bullet Train. I absolutely love this movie to death. Um, Bullet Train. Uh, and yet another movie as of last week that has become obsessed in my household from my daughter. Uh, I was watching it the one night and she watched it with me. And now it's like, I think she's watched it like four times. Wow. <laughs> um, such a like action comedy, um, but also tying all the stories together at the end perfectly in a nice little bow. Um, Brad Pitt's hilarious. I, I absolutely love Brad Pitt in this type of role. Um, same mm-hmm. thing as like Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of. 
just like yeah. action comedy. He just delivers it so well. Um, so yeah, that's that's my number four. All right, top three then. Bullet yeah. Train is really good. I did like that movie. It has Bad Bunny in it. Yeah, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, but top three for me. The only Marvel movie for me, and to no surprise, I think, for, for a lot of people, is going to be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. It's because it's so different yeah. for me. It is not the same old Marvel. It's not like Thor Love and Thunder that we got this year. It is not. <laughs> yeah. In a way, I feel like it's not safe mm-hmm. Marvel. The And I think what's surprising is the, the best parts of the movie for me aren't the cameos, which are still good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And that horror sequence in the temple that she does, like, I love that portion of the movie and I don't like mm. horror. Like, yeah. and it's in a way it's not scary, but she literally comes out of the gong, like the ring. And <laughs> yeah, that gave us. me vivid flashbacks <laughs> uh, to, to being terrified as a child. So it, it, um, but just overall, like it is such a different movie and, I, and, you know, I am biased. I'll be completely honest. I love Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the most fascinating, I think, Marvel like stories that we've that they've done so far, and I can just only hope that they continue like that. Benedict Cumberbatch will continue to play him because I think he does a fantastic oh, so. Doctor yeah. Strange, and I'm only more excited for what now the next one is because the next one is now all over the place, and right. the the fight choreography as well, especially against um older doctor or the i guess the other doctor strange in the one closer to the end of the movie you guys know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. i the only reason it's not higher for me is that i feel like the ending in a way isn't like him him becoming or taking control of undead doctor strange i was kind of like this feels too much like leaning on the what if series that (laughs) they did because you know we've seen it before and that's something I kind of liked about Doctor Strange is that a lot of the times I haven't, they haven't gone into the magic portion of things like so far that the whole reversing time Dormammu thing in the first one was really fun and different. Where in this one, because we had seen What If and the whole taking uh, and the whole like zombifying of the Marvel Universe, I was like, yeah, we kind of, they kind of leaned on like that portion of things, which is what I didn't, I wasn't as keen toward, but uh, yeah, want, uh, th- that one is one of the best Marvel movies in a while that I think we've gotten. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, number three for me is black phone. Nice. There you go. Black phone, black phone, black phone. <laughs> um, already explained, but Ethan Hawke does a fantastic job. Um, I like you, Craig, liked the little nuances that he had of like the, if you're good, yeah, you know, nothing bad will happen. I, I, I just think, you know, there's certain times where you wonder how deep into roles actors get. And I'm not talking like a Daniel Day Lewis type of method actor. I'm talking about like what the Joker plague was yeah. for Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. And I wonder how messed up Ethan Hawke <laughs> had to get just to get the role down pat and he i mean he delivered it phenomenally um on the other side you know the kids and the talking to the kids part was pretty interesting um i couldn't get over the fact that that van was he was even able to kidnap people in broad daylight that was a funny part about the movie to me is that a a good dude could drive around in that type of van and (laughs) kidnap somebody at one in the afternoon um but um 
other than that, you know, I, I thought the movie delivered. Ex- it's rare with a horror or thriller movie. I'm going to say horror and thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rare to actually get what's promised by a trailer. And Black Phone did. So it's a top three for me. They nailed it. Yeah. Phenomenally well done. Uh, my number three, I guess this means I have it ranked the lowest out of all of us, at least Barry. It's going to be a Top Gun Maverick right here. Um, I will say that this is like updated version of like, if you have a 4K TV and a 4K Blu-ray player, this is the one you tell them to get, I think, because it sounds phenomenal. It looks phenomenal. Um, But the movie itself, like a sequel to Top Gun, when they first announced it, I was like, why? First of all, we don't need it. Um, Top Gun, the original is fine. It's a fine movie, but... I didn't see the need for it, but when you actually watch it and you realize just how good the story is and it just draws you in when it has no business doing that um, was just great. Like caught me off guard, was not expecting to love it as much as I did. Um, And yeah, like this is the one where I'm like, somebody comes over and is like, oh, you got a 4K TV. I'm like, hold on, let me put Top Gun in and let me uh, let me jack up the speakers here and let's have a good time. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, I did not watch Top Gun. Ah, how dare if you. I did, it, if I did, it would probably be in the rankings. <laughs> I just have right to. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you really should watch it. I know like you, I know you and Leanne and your, well, your wife, you guys like watch a lot of horror movies and I'm not sure how much Maverick is in your guys's wheelhouse, but Maverick yeah. is fantastic. I mean, we both are, I mean, we both being eighties babies, no, yeah. definitely have seen Top Gun in our life. So I don't know why we haven't gotten to it yet. Plus you, you um, get, you get yet another, uh, beach sports scene, not quite yes. as iconic as the volleyball scene, but still pretty good. Sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two for me uh-huh. is the Batman. Oh, uh, uh, the man of bets. This, uh, despite what Craig says, this movie is perfectly dark. It's dark where it needs to be. It's the Batman. Sure. Um, but over, uh, and here's the thing with, with it being number two, I didn't know how I felt about Robert Pattinson playing the Batman was yeah. my main concern. And I, to be fair, I don't think it's Robert Pattinson. I think the director here did all of the work and Robert Pattinson played his character good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the all the fight choreography is fun. the The chase scene is one of the most memorable scenes I'll remember from like cinema, like from cinema for a long time. Whoa, 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 is... whoa, 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 whoa! Are you telling me this chase scene is better than the Dark Knight chase scene? No, like it, no, it Ooh. is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, it's it's similar. Like they they both kind of rung up Man. there like very similarly for me in, in in that one, but it is such like a it the movie just takes such a twist in certain ways. And I didn't know how I'd feel about the Catwoman being in it because Batman's supposed to be the star. Batman still is the star of this. It, the only way it would, I guess be higher for me is if we got like, and here's the difference because they picked the Riddler mm-hmm. for a villain is the villain of course. And, and this is no fault to Paul Dano who plays the Riddler. It's not Heath Ledger's Joker. That that's the difference here. And the reason it's not number one is I, for a return to form for this type of Batman movie, I was hoping that the, like, and we get a kind of a sneak peek of it to the, 
the villain and the iconic villainry that this the that these types of Batman movies pull off. And the Riddler is all right, you know. I do enjoy like the the detective portion of this movie. Yeah. But now with the next Batman, when they do make one, is it going to be more action oriented? Like, is it going to kind of forgo all the dark undertones and play because it's going to be more about emo Batman him facing? Yeah. yeah. Him I mean, facing like the, against the Joker. I mean, it reminds me of the last trilogy. The last trilogy, I wasn't a fan of Scarecrow being the fo- well. Scarecrow yeah. wasn't the focus, but I wasn't a fan of Scarecrow being the in Gotham focus. Right. You know, um, Ra's al Ghul obviously was inevitably the end, the, the focus. But then the second one, they busted out Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. And then we all just melted and and. But I don't think like, they all- can do the Joker again. I don't think that's a, see that's a that's an interesting take mm-hmm. um but like i don't know when do we also allow an actor to play joker again in a in the batman universe without bringing up heath ledger i mean i mean jared leto did it and it was terrible but like i mean technically <laughs> it, it but technically that was like a suicide squad-esque right. one right. you know but like when do we allow batman versus joker again without mm-hmm. being like but it's not heath ledger you right, know right and like i i find myself barry i'm finding myself doing exactly what like what you would just express like i compare villains all the time and mm-hmm. um i don't know why like that just made me think of that little small tangent to go on with <laughs> with that but um when do we just take when do we not allow ourselves to hold like that that aspect of batman hostage anymore you know um yeah. Well, well and to, to answer that, I think it's because, like, they – and it's DC's fault, too. They set these movies up where it's like, oh, it's not in the trilogy. We're yeah. looking more it, – it's not in the Batman cinematic universe or the – sorry, the DC cinematic universe. It's more these films are separate from everything. These don't tie into any other movie sort of thing. It's just why we compare them because that's what we have. Right. True. Um, and, like – other than that, you know, we never got really a Batman solo movie that isn't like, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. It's yeah. instead we get, you know, the Batman in the essence of that. And I we do know that the Joker is going to play a role in the next Batman movie. Uh, but I know that the actor Barry Co- Barry Co- Cohegan, it's it, his last name's weird, yeah. um, is going to be playing the Joker, at least what we at least I think so, based on the little after, you know, you also have walking Phoenix get. over there playing Joker as well and doing yes. a phenomenal job. And like, I that... would, I would much prefer them bring him in and then pair him with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, like get those two together. Ooh. And then I think you have a solid foundation for a Joker movie, but also, I don't know, I guess like we've done Joker a lot and mm-hmm. there's so many other good Batman villains that could be done well like we never got a serious Mr. Freeze. Um, yeah. We no, never, yeah. Like we never, <laughs> cool. we never got a yeah. serious poison Ivy. Um, there's, there's Just, so many yeah. clay face. There's like, you can yeah. do these things and not have to do the Joker every time. Um, yeah. Court of yeah, Owls is just... out there. You know? Yeah, yeah. we just yeah. we just got a serious Bane in the yep. third of the last trilogy. You know, yep. and up like I didn't know Bane wasn't a buffoon. <laughs> you know, growing up because yeah. I saw that 
that we know which movie like with uh, where we didn't get this yeah yeah where we didn't get the serious mr freeze poison yeah. ivy or bane you know that movie but... is a cinematic masterpiece in the wrong way it is yeah i just don't i don't oh, know I, I i would like them to explore other villains um, i agree calendar man's out there who i think is phenomenal um as a serial yeah. killer I, there's just so many options that you don't have to jump right to Joker, but I get what they're thinking. They're like, people know who the Joker is and you're going to draw people in. People may not know who uh, Clayface is yeah. or even Mr. Freeze, you know? Yeah, that's but true. Maybe as like side characters or you could do the penguin again. I don't care. Just yeah, do the penguin again. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Co- Cobblepot's got a great background, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, I actually, so let me just also say this as well. My number two is Batman, which okay. is great because, which is great because of the segue and the question that I kind of brought up because that's my number two anyway. So like we're kind of already just in the Batman portion um, because Barry and I are smart movie watchers and hey, come Batman on, yeah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I am like just it. playing. I love when Craig rocks the boats um, <laughs> with that kind of stuff. And I'll never forget Barry's face in the honorable mention portion <laughs> of this. <laughs> but yes, so n- number two for me is Batman. But like, I-, I think we brought up a lot of good points in this discussion. There's a lot. Batman's Batman's plethora of villains, his, his uh, wheelhouse of anti-Batman people in his universe are some of the best. I think that's... You can argue that, but I, I I won't listen to you. I think it's it's one of the best groups of villains. I think Spider Man also has a great group. Yep. I'm I'm derailing this. I'm sorry. This is a whole nother discussion that doesn't <laughs> that's that it's not top ten movies. But in any case, Batman has a nice group of I don't like Batman people in his in his in his universe yeah. that you can portray and you can bring Cobblepot back. You can bring like. I mean, they, they did a decent come back. They they're never, yeah. they're never not yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Arkham. Arkham, for some reason, even as a as a jail in general, the asylum and the, the, their jailing system just doesn't keep people in, and they're very easy to crack. So yep. they come back. Um, so like we'll see we'll see what they do. I think they did a good job as Riddler. I think it was a nice modern take, and I thought it was a nice dark, more deathy take on Riddler. Because if I'm not mistaken, the last person we had was um oh my god, the Riddler, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Why couldn't I remember yeah. Jim Carrey's name? Thank you. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. So like, that's a that's a decade and a half, two decades from the last Riddler. So I think yeah. they did. I think they did a good job with that. So I love that the Avengers game is playing in the background. Yeah, I just from, like, no. from like years ago. Why, I mean, why is it playing the <laughs> the Avengers game? By the oh way, oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> um. So all right. So my number two is going to be the Woman King. Um, okay. Really, really, really enjoyed that movie. The fact that, you know, Viola Davis manages to pull off a character that you see as just extremely intimidating, extremely badass, and just going to town. Um, there's so many great acting moments in this movie. John Boyega does well, um, in his, it's a small role, but like as like the king, um, but still recognizing that he should listen to you know his his women woman guard that he has um it's just such a well done movie uh this is my wife's pick of the year she already told me that she's like that should be number one uh number two (laughs) uh i highly highly recommend everybody go check that movie out 
so good. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere yet. I don't think it is, but I'm I don't sure think it, I don't think it is. I'm yet. sure it will be soon. It's been a minute. I'll yeah. be watching that soon. The Woman King number two. Oh, woman King. <laughs> All right, my number one probably will come no surprise at this point. It is Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Uh, I, it was... I had seen, <laughs> I had seen Top Gun for the first time this year, and okay. after they announced wow. that Top Gun Maverick was coming out, so Maverick comes out, and I it I, I only recently solidified it as my number one after watching it a second time, where. It is. I, I didn't think dog like airplane dogfighting could be this tense. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they do such a good job throughout the whole movie, and I think because for me as well, my favorite part is the last for is the last thirty to forty five minutes. Yep, because they stress to you how perfect everything has to go in order for everyone to survive. Uh, and it's all about the time limit, and you're thinking, okay, like nobody's good enough to do this. Who can do it? Maverick. <laughs> bring maverick in because bam you you think he's not gonna and me personally i think he's not going to play as big of a role so i'm waiting for someone to like i was waiting for someone to step up and actually do it miles Te- teller's character kind of yeah. had those kind of had that feeling but in typical like and i don't know if tom cruise is like this but in typical fashion it made it about him oh that's uh, definitely yeah. tom cruise yeah, it's definitely Tom Cruise. Yeah. So it, it, that's something to think about. And I could watch that last 30 to 45 minutes over and yeah. over and over again. It is just so choreographed well. The dogfighting portion's fun. The, the whole bombing sequence. Like, they make everything look like this, look like so much fun. Like, they're... Mm. It's because they took the time to physically do it, to yeah. go up yeah. in the planes, and they all had to learn how to be in the plane. I think that helps, right? Gives oh, that sense definitely of helps with the authentic, yeah, the mm-hmm. authenticity, yeah, yep. yeah. And even like Val Kilmer's, like, uh, yeah. like slight little intro to it, like that was enough yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Like you get enough callbacks to the first one, and. Like for me personally, I come in watching Maverick, like oh, I can't wait for them to play uh, the. Uh, the Kenny Loggins song. I can't wait for yeah. that. Like, Danger, Danger Zone. zone. Danger the entire zone. Movie. And Danger you get, Zone. You get that for two, three minutes in the beginning of the movie and it's done. Yep. That callback is done, which I do, I think is such the correct choice yeah. because they're trying to like move on from like the Danger Zone callback <laughs> to, to that. Yeah. Uh, just, just overall, it is such like, if there's two movies that I watched the most this year, it's Top Gun Maverick and the Batman. Uh, so, and that's why I think they're the t- my top two there. And yeah, Maverick edges it out because it's, it's more of a complete story yeah. in, in my eyes as well. And it is, and Craig's right. Like, it is one of those like movies where people are like, wow, you've got a really nice TV. And I'm like, hold up. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's an, and it's another kind of win. And this is just more for movies in general. It's another win for physical media yep. as well. Mm. Like a lot of the times with these movies, you don't get Dolby Atmos and Dolby vision when you're, when you're streaming it digitally and the quality isn't as good digitally as it is like a physical movie is like physically reading it kind of thing, a physical disc yeah. reader sort of mm-hmm. thing. So it's a, it's a win for physical media because it like it is such a good movie. It's such like a gorgeous movie and again, it 
I would have never thought in my life, like, oh yeah, planes planes fighting in the air. Yeah. It kind of seems boring. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but Neat. it's not. It's the exact it's opposite of boring. Oh yeah. Yep. And even though like the physical thing and putting it in your 4K Blu-ray player, it is streaming on Paramount Plus now. So yeah. like no excuse for nobody to not watch it, Craig. <laughs> I need to get on that. Jeez, there's so many that I missed. Um, number one for me is Nope. All right, all right. I sat I sat there for a long time, and I and I crossed out Nope and put Batman, and then I put Batman, and and and, and then I crossed it out, and then I put Nope, and then I it's it's Nope. I am a Jordan Peele fanboy, and I. Uh, <laughs> While arguably, Craig and I have already talked about this, Barry, when you see them, you'll see say the same thing. While I do think Get Out and um, and Us were different and better um, stories, what that man does with a camera, I am excited to see. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I want to see where he goes down the line. Um, he's a weird guy. He's a funny guy. He's a, and, and when I say weird, it's the best weird. And I that guy needs to have a pen. He needs to keep writing screenplays. He needs to keep coming up with these weird ideas. He needs to keep incorporating the African-American aspect to his movies as he has been. And it was it was beautifully acted. And the twists of what the of what actually was going on in the alien part of it was great. Once you found that out, I was strapped in and I was like, give me more. Let's figure out what's going on with this particular this group and you wanted everybody to survive. And uh, there were certain shots in the movie that were just well done. And he had, I like the open space of just the Canyon um, ranch area. And he had a lot of space to work with an aerial, um, an aerial threat. And he knew that. And a lot of different scenes had, a, a lot of different nuances or, or small things that he added. And I'm going to, I'm just going to talk about it. I liked the monkey part. I liked, yeah. it was hard. It was hard for him to, it was hard to really back how it was incorporated in the film, but they kept switching back to just this chimp that just saw some bright lights or, and heard balloons popping. And then they had a murderous scene on what was essentially a chimp Sesame street show. <laughs> And that those scenes, I don't know why, but they struck me differently. They added a little different terror to the terror of the, the main story of like, are these people going to survive? It was like, is this kid going to survive? You know, like that type of thing. So for me, it's nope. I'm a fanboy. I'm not saying every year Jordan Peele's movie will be number one for me this year. It is, though. Uh, yeah. The fact that you put that at number one, but still say the other two are better is crazy. <laughs> yeah and and but also also remember listeners and viewers and you guys already know i did not watch maverick i did not watch like a lot of movies that i wanted to this year too so my list might have been completely different had i did i gotta restructure so that i can make sure october and december when i want to watch halloween movies and christmas movies i need to get all the other ones done (laughs) like the other 10 months of the year so i could focus but that's my number one so before Craig says it's number yep. one, as <laughs> it is as, the Batman. Yeah. Well, no, as, as Craig C and I are like the plebs, regular moviegoers, Craig R here is a, is an artiste <laughs> and He's probably an artiste. picked like 
Coco Melon the movie. Yeah, Coco Melon. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. My number one movie. I was quiet about this earlier, Barry. I'm so excited. My number one movie is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. Thing. That movie is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. It really is. Um, it's just the way everything is shot. The the fact that that movie is so crazy and you can still follow what's going on somehow is a, is a feat in of itself. Um, it all has, it all goes back to the bagel, right, Barry? It's all oh, yeah. about the bagel. Yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> uh, I thought that like the story between the mom and the daughter was touching. Uh, the, the choreographed fight scenes were like old school martial arts. Yeah, and they work yep. so well. Um, it's so wacky, uh, man. The the one like universe where they're just rocks was hilarious. Um, and just everything about it, I was, it's it's such a weird movie, but it works. I don't know how it works, but it does. And like, I just I knew right when I finished that movie, I was like, this is my favorite movie of the year. And I don't think anything's going to top it the rest of the year. And, and that's the way it stayed. But man, such a great movie. Such a great movie. I'm yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you I knew you loved it. So yeah. I was kind of wondering where it was going to be. And then <laughs> yep. and then as you said, I was like, OK, that makes sense. Yep. I mm. it, that one is a really good movie and probably should be ranked higher had I think it had a better like release. Yeah, I th- I think for the yeah. most part, because I try to take a lot of factors into this that probably other than physical enjoyment of it than mm-hmm. that. But yeah, so if if we had to pick like a couple three movies here, probably everything, everything, everywhere, all at once, mm-hmm. Top Gun, Maverick mm-hmm. and the Batman is probably. Yeah, that's a that good average. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Bullet Train, maybe you guys Bullet didn't even train, have that yeah. on your list, though, did you? No, that that one was close to my honorable mentions mm-hmm. uh, f- section, but I yes, it it did miss the cut there. Okay, it did for me. But yeah, that is our favorite TV uh, TV shows and movies of the year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm hoping you guys are kind of enjoying this whole bonanza type thing that we're doing. Uh, all of these, I do want to get this out there. All of these are recorded before like this is the today is the last day of 2022 yeah so things like the witcher blood origin i know it's not top i know it's not in anyone's top 10 so i'm not worried about that but things that came out late in the year are very hard to to get maybe we mention them in some other podcasts as we continue to catch up with the rest of the movies and tv shows because it's impossible to watch them all yeah uh We'll update them and maybe and maybe they'll find somewhere on a list for next year. But this is this is up saying I hope everybody's 2023 is starting out well Yeah. Uh, for for the podcast portion of things. Uh, we won't be recording for a couple weeks here. Hence why things like news and probably mostly news because there's not a lot of video games cutting, coming out in the beginning of January is going to be a little bit slow mm-hmm. for the most part. We we're going to be behind, but we will catch up before uh, Dead Space and Fire Emblem Engage comes yes. out uh, at the end of January here. So look forward to that. If you guys feel like we missed any movies or TV shows, please feel free to get in touch with us on Twitch, yep. uh, 
Instagram, Twitter, like we're, we're all active on there and I'd love to see what I missed. I, I will say if you give me a scary movie, I'm probably not going to watch it. Just <laughs> know, know your audience uh is, is what i'll say there uh, maybe i'll pass it on to the craigs here and they'll watch it for, in my stead you give but, us some time we'll get him into them eventually yeah it's it's a baby steps definitely yep. baby steps indeed of <laughs> uh, but other than that i want to thank everybody to listening for this two-hour podcast please make sure to share it and review it uh if you liked it and just in general just follow us on all the social media platforms i mentioned earlier I hope, again, you're all starting 20, 2023 off on the right foot, as we will be, uh, when you guys hear about us next. So thank you again for all the support we get this year, and let's hope we just dive into an even bigger uh, portion of it for 2023. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time, and enjoy your year. See you later. Later, guys. Later, guys.